Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. This is not a standalone episode. Actually, it's part two of the interview we published earlier this week on the topic of Jesus and honor and shame culture. If you haven't heard the first part, we would encourage you to do so before playing this episode. Simply go to episode number 41 in your podcast feed. If you are listening to these episodes from our website, you can find the previous episode at iwm.adventist.org forward slash episode dash four one. Now, though, we are continuing the interview between Gabriela Phillips and Philip Saman. Any other story that um, one more that you might want to bring before your audience? Well, you know, I mean... I hope everybody will read the book, though. I, I, We're not spoiling the well, book, but there I, are plenty, 300 pages. I hope, I hope so. Yes. I hope people read it to enrich their <laughs> lives be and blessed. become more Christ-like. Yes. Well, another story pops into my head. Look yeah. at Peter. I, I talk a lot about Peter. I okay. like Peter. Uh-huh. I mean, a very good friend of Jesus. Yes. Close to Jesus' heart. One of the uh, inner circle. Mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John. Yes. But Peter expressed himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he told Jesus how he felt about him. He said, Jesus, you think you want to die? Listen, you should be doing that. But if you do, I'll go and die with you. Wow, I mean, what, what a statement by, a lo- by, by the value, by yes. the virtue of loyalty. Yes. I'll go and die with you. Right. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, he, he meant business because at the end he was the only one who took a sword with him when mm. Jesus was arrested. A sword <laughs> to, 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 to defend Jesus. There you go. And, wow. And you know, and, and he, you know he, yeah. I don't think his heart was in it after yes. being with Jesus three and a half years. I don't think his heart was to kill because yes. he heard Jesus teach. And so he took the sword in case he needed it. And yeah. you notice... In that part of the Jesus. world, if you want yeah. to use a dagger or a sword, yeah. you point to the heart. Yeah. Okay, and what did he do? He uh, point. He, he hit ear. the ear. Uh, and usually, if you want to kill somebody, you don't. You don't worry about the ear. <laughs> yes, yes, he yes. shot of the ear. Yes. I mean, it's sad but funny. You see, <laughs> and now the guy <laughs> he lost his ear. I don't know if you remember, you know, like yes, yes, Mike yeah, Tyson. Yeah. Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. boxer was fighting uh, Holyfield. <laughs> Yes. You know, and he, <laughs> the man lost his ear. You yes. see? So it's sad but funny. And what did Jesus do? Jesus took the ear. You know, yes. no surgery, no hospital, nothing. He took the ear in his hand, bloody ear, and he put it in its place and it healed instantly. It, again, to remind people, even when I'm being given to my enemies, I want to heal people, Peter. I'm here about healing, not cutting, not, not wounding people. Now, the reason I like this story is because Simon Peter could not keep his promise. In that culture, people keep their promises. If they break their promises, then there is shame and dishonor. Right. Right. Can you believe it? I'm Jesus' best friend. 
and I couldn't keep my promise by denying I even knew him. Mm -hmm. Swearing and cursing, I never met the man. I have no idea who Jesus is. Mm. He felt so ashamed. Yes. I, I promised to die for Jesus, yes. to be crucified with Jesus, and now I can't even admit he is my friend. But also he failed to protect Jesus, humanly speaking. Exactly, yes. You know? yes. I was supposed to protect, I have this sword, and look, I ended up making a fool of myself. Mm -hmm. but by, but by, not only, you know, I don't want to support Jesus, but Jesus, I don't even, I never met him. Okay. Now then, after that, he felt so guilty. Yeah. You know, sometimes no guilt is good, you yes, know, right. healthy guilt, yeah. if we do something yeah, wrong. awakens your heart. Yeah. Today, change. people, you know, modern is like, I say, no, no, don't ever have guilt. Oh, no, guilt tells you Has something wrong, I need to right. repent. Right. And he wept bitterly. You know where did he go? He went to the Garden of Gethsemane, mm. where Jesus wept and prayed all night. He said, Peter, please stay mm. up and pray with me. Yes. And Peter was too sleepy. Now he woke up okay. from his spiritual lethargy. He went back to the same place where Jesus yes. shed tears and he began to weep. Right. And Jesus saw him and looked at him with a look of forgiveness. Okay, that's my question now. We, we talk about all these beautiful pictures but of honoring people, but we haven't really talked about shame. So here, this is a beautiful place to transition. Peter is instead of shame. How does he going to remove his shame? What oh, can he do to remove his shame? You know, you know, Gabby, you ask perfect questions. Good. <laughs> it's like the things I'm thinking about. Great. <laughs> so I never had to prepare my answer in my mind. Okay. When you speak, it just comes to my mind. Good. He continued feeling guilty. Yes. All his life. Why? Yeah. He knew Jesus forgave him. Yes. We know God forgave him. Yes. He had no problem, you know, uh, with God forgiving him. The problem was he could not forgive himself. Mm. Some people believe God forgives them. They yes. cannot forgive themselves because they ashamed what they did. They yeah. want to make up for it. Somehow, somewhere, and God said, you don't have to. My grace yeah. comes. Yeah, I know that, God, but I want to do something to feel better about I myself. I want to earn something Yeah, something. You, you know, yeah. I, I just want to make up for it. And we're yes. told, when you study the history of Peter, yes. that he was always feeling... He wants to keep his promise of dying for Jesus. I want a second chance to die for Jesus. And when they took him away to crucify him, it's interesting. The, it was only, a one, mercy the only one who was crucified among disciples for a reason. Uh -huh. he, he welcomed them taking him to be crucified. In his mind, he's finally... I'm going to do something good for Jesus. Mm. I promised to be crucified with him. I was a coward. Now no. I'm making up for it by allowing myself to be crucified. And finally, when he was breathing his last, he forgave himself. And, okay. the, and the shame was I'm, I'm going to be completely. the devil's advocate here. Yeah, please, then, please. Because Even though you're not the devil, be the advocate. <laughs> no, I will be the advocate. Because what, how do I avoid falling into thinking that um, he wants to earn through his works, the acceptance. Well, you're asking this question yes. from a Western perspective. Exactly. In the Middle Eastern culture, Jewish yes. culture, my culture, yes. there is nothing wrong. Yes. In, uh, well, but it, it, what I want is a distinction between being grateful and showing that gratitude to the point of death versus yes. wanting to earn something, like what the grace uh, I receive uh, is not okay. sufficient. Okay. Yeah, well, what I was thinking of saying is Peter wasn't doing it to earn 
a merit. Right, right. He wasn't doing it to impress Jesus. Exactly. He wasn't doing to earn salvation. Absolutely not. He it was just a personal feeling toward Jesus. Give me the pleasure. Give me the joy to of follow keeping, you on your path. Yeah, okay. Your okay so follow your path, but also yeah. to keep my word, to keep my promise. Because keeping somebody's wow. promise is extremely yes. important. Right. In the Western culture, it's we can honorable. break vows. Yes. We can break promises. I get What's it. the big deal? I get it. I when get I counsel couples, yeah. premarital counseling, and in two years, you know, they, they break up. I look at them and I say, What happened to the marriage vows? Meant nothing. Well, it's a big deal. People break vows every day. In, in my culture, no, you don't break vows. You okay. don't break promises. So okay. it's a personal thing for Peter. Yes. Everything was okay about his salvation right. and forgiveness. I just want to have pleasure right. in keeping my word. Right. Even right, if right. it takes death, finally he rests in peace knowing he kept his promise and he had another chance wow, that's very to, to show his love for Jesus that, that's very in a tangible profound. way. Yes. So why don't we kind of um, close this last session, uh, this session before we go to the so what part? Um, looking at what about the cross? You know, Jesus removed people's shame. At the cross, God's honor is restored. Um, is there any particular insight that you see in the cross that is different from the court system, you know, most of the, the way that we speak about the cross of Jesus is from a legal perspective, a penal substitution. So Jesus removed my guilt. He paid the debt. Now I can go free. My guilt is removed. I know that doesn't connect with the heart of millions of people. So what does it look to look at the cross of Jesus as a place of honor? When Jesus is dying dead naked, and in the most shameful possible way. Well, the honor part versus shame. Yes. Of course, the shame is, like the Apostle Paul said, cursed any man who dies on a tree. Yes. It's, it's a cursed thing. That's so it's, it's very shameful. shameful. Very, and very also shameful. the nakedness part. Yes. I mean, people might want to be naked in the Western world, but <laughs> in nakedness in the Bible <laughs> is a very shameful thing. Exactly. I mean, if you go to France, even. Yes. I mean, that, that, to them, that doesn't matter very much. Right, right. Okay? Live there. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I live there, too. Yeah. So Jesus takes the very... Yes. The very... Uh, the lowest of the lowest. Okay. Yes. He goes uh, to the lowest. Lowest of the... Sphere. The most yeah. dishonorable, the most shameful yes. thing. And because of his love, and because of his genuine caring for people, yes. he transforms... What represents shame to what represents honor. What about the honor? The honor is hope, giving life, mm -hmm. resurrection. The, that's why the cross, the sign of shame, becomes the sign of salvation. Right. And a sign of the resurrection at the end. Right. See how Jesus reverses things. Right. Because Jesus goes all the way to the lowest of the lowest. So they will emerge to the right hand of God. There is no more honorable place in the whole universe. That's why God glorified yes, him. To be exalted. To be exalted. The right side to be exalted. Of God. You know, yes. it's interesting that you tell me about stories that caught my attention. Yeah. As I'm talking to you right now, I thought of mm -hmm. this. You know, many people don't know this unless they read the Bible from those from that culture and yes. from that background. Yes. Look at the prodigal son. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, that's Luke 15. Right. Three parables right. and they increase in complexity intensity. Yes. The lost sheep. And they yes. were done intentionally. Yes. I'm lost. I'm crying for help. Please come and rescue me. Yes. That's easy to say. Last coin? I'm lost. I don't know it. Yes. But the son, he intentionally, deliberately left home. Right. And shamed his father by yes. saying to him, in essence, I wish you were dead so I might inherit this. Right. I wish you were dead. Right. That's a very shameful thing to do. Yes. Now notice, the father represents a heavenly father. Amen. And when the son deliberately left home. Deliberately, Amen. intentionally. Amen. Not like the last sheep and last coin. What did, what did the father do? And that is, he loved his son and prayed for his son, but gave him the freedom. To live his life. Amen. Often very conscientious parents in the Western world, they go after the prodigals, go yes. to the bar, go to places of ill repute, and, 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 sh and tell their kids, don't be here, and they cause a big fuss. Jesus said, no, no, no. Let them go and experience things on their own. Keep right. loving and keep praying. Because some people who leave God have to reach the lowest of the lowest. Right. We talk about high and low. Yes. To wake up yes. to reality. Right. And the prodigal son reached the lowest of the lowest. From the time he left home, he's going low and low and low, lost all his money, resources, his friends left him. Yes. And he was forced to have a job to at least feed himself. Mm -hmm. And he worked for a, for a pig herders and right. for a Jew yeah. wow. to even look at the pig, to touch yeah. a pig yeah. is the most shameful thing. Right. You have to be cleansed from that. So he went from being an honorable son to a pig. <laughs> That's well, how low he felt. Well, well, well even even because <laughs> he wanted to eat like the pigs. I know. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine becoming an honor son? Yes. To being like on the level of pigs. Yeah. That's the lowest. But yeah. you know, I want to see something more. The story actually says that he he, he reached a, a level lower than the pigs. Yeah, because he wanted to at least have food like the pigs, right? There you are. I had no idea you knew that. Oh. Many people. <laughs> In my classes, miss that question. Yeah. I said, he reached the lowest level by eating the pig's food. And they yeah. say, yes, true, but it's not true. Yeah, Why? Not true. Because the, the, the story says that he wished, he was so hungry, yeah. he wished he could eat the pig's food. Exactly, the pig's at least were fed. But nobody would give him. Right. So he didn't deserve the pig's food. That's right. You, you know, in the Middle Eastern culture, as you know, Jesus culture, <laughs> if you eat with somebody... Yeah. They referred to it, we had salt between us. Yes, he ate my yes. table, which Brothers means there's emotional, spiritual yeah. bonding. So yeah. this guy went to bond. <laughs> he went oh, to emotionally my bond with the pigs, but he was lower than the pigs. He didn't deserve oh, wow. to be on the level of the pigs. So some people had to reach the lowest of the lowest. Yes. To wake up and say, what am I doing here? I mean, in a community of pigs. Yes. <laughs> I joined the community what, what, of pigs. I mean, finally he got the point. Right. It got wow. to his head and wow. said, what am I doing here? Yes. Wow. And he went well, back. Dr. Saman, by hearing you bringing the stories alive and all these deep insights, a um, couple of things come to mind. Number one is that the beauty of Jesus, this Jesus that you are portraying to us is a Jesus that is down to earth, that is sitting with people, washing people's feet, that's walking at funerals, at parties. It's a down to earth Jesus. And it's very different to the Jesus of the philosophers. Uh, a Jesus that um, the focus is in nature, in these Greek terms that uh, we have to go to school to learn so that we can relate to this Jesus. 
you're bringing this Jesus down to our living room, to our kitchens, to our streets. Thank you so much. And I really, really hope that people will come to appreciate that. And because one moment, yes. because you see, uh, the difference between the Middle Eastern culture and yeah. Western culture, we focus on philosophies. That's right. Theology, which right. is just okay. It's good to know all of that. Yes. And we forget that everything about Jesus has to do with relationships. Amen. We forget about that. But the whole Bible, the motif of the whole Bible is relationships. Yes. I want to tabernacle with you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you unto myself. Who I am, you shall be also. Amen. But here in the Western world, we get lost with ideas. Yes. And well, that's my second point. You're reading my mind now. Yeah, I am. You see? I said I had a second point. It's the same. And is that we have focused too much on truth. But we have disembodied this truth from his material world. And so... When I read and adhere this Jesus from, from the way you relate to it and the little experience I have, I see that Jesus is concerned about wisdom, not only about truth. And wisdom is this knowledge that it comes from God that is applied to every circumstance of life. Right. And if we're going to really reach the world, the world today is not looking for that abstract truth of the philosophers. They are looking for the wisdom of the world. What does it mean to be truly human in the way of Jesus? Right. Because knowledge, knowledge is how much we know. And by right. the way, there's an avalanche of information today in our yeah. society. But wisdom is different. Yeah. Wisdom is yes. how to apply this knowledge yes, to a, real life. Yes. You see? Right. It's not just knowing. Yes. It's how to live it, how to experience how to feel it. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. But in the Western world, it's mostly, do you know that? Can you pass a test? Yes. Without experiencing it. Right. And that's why I tell my Bible students, pray for me. Mm. That during the semester, I'll do my best to yes. help people become Christ-like and Amen. be saved. Right. That's the greatest aid you can get. So it's the pursuers of wisdom yes. that uh, these stories are inviting us, not right. just to have extra knowledge right. or new bits of knowledge. The desperate need is not for more information, yes. but for more transformation. Amen. And that comes with wisdom. With wisdom. The, the wise man is the one that God transforms his heart so that he is able to discern right from wrong right. and operate in that way. Right. I mean, I mean, transformation. Look at Jesus' story. Look at Jesus saying to this woman, Cardinal Dalton, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You see how mm -hmm. balanced he is? He's yeah. saying, I'm not only interested in you not being condemned. I want you to follow me and be, your life be transformed. Uh, go and sin no more. So there you have the two elements of yes. human relationship. Um, uh, identification with this woman, yes. I feel for you. That's right. Okay? But also, that's not enough. That's Transformation. Right. I not yes. only want to be a friend, I not only want to sympathize with you, identify with you, I also want to transform you to be more like me as you walk with me. Amen. And you see, he can do that because he has the honor to bestow on her. Yes. Only a person of honor can say, I forgive you, I will put you in this position because if she will meet with another, let's say another prostitute and says, oh, you know, the words of Jesus, that, that doesn't make any sense. A person of honor looks down and say, look, I see your state, but I, I can... I see your shame, shame exactly, state. But I can reverse that. Into honor. How? Because I'm going to pour my honor into you mm -hmm. so that by the time you live here, people are going to look like she was the person that spoke with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm robbing my honor on you. Right. And from now on, you have to act in an honorable way, no longer in a shameful way. Right. And if you walk with me, I am the source of all honor. 
That's right. And it's going to rub on you yes. and you become honorable in my honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we need um, a Dr. Saman. We've been talking a lot of things. This is a loaded conversation. So I would like to ask you now to wrap this up. Give us some words of wisdom since we talked about wisdom. Words of wisdom. Yes. Uh, you know, again, as I said before. Final words of wisdom. Jesus like, is yes. the source of all wisdom. And Amen. what's wisdom vis-a-vis knowledge? Knowledge is what you know. Mm-hmm. It's you an intellectual pursuit. Know. Yeah, intellectual pursuit. Yeah. But wisdom is how to apply yes. the knowledge in practical everyday ways to bring yes. about life transformation into the image of Christ. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, with those words, pursue wisdom and may your knowledge be at the service of wisdom because there's nothing wrong with knowledge. And I get that. But knowledge for the sake of knowledge becomes a source of pride. Yes. But knowledge which is at the service of pursuing, living the kingdom life, that's wisdom. Right. Uh And so that's your encouragement to us. And I hope that this book will add to our pursuit of that wisdom as we look at the Middle East Jesus. And please, um, make sure that uh, you go to the ABC. How soon do you expect your book to be available for those who want to benefit? It was like available yesterday when the okay. book came out. Okay. And how at can... the ABC. At the ABC. Well, yes. but what about people who are not in the, in the United States? How well, can they, they get they a hold could, of the book? Well, they could email me. They can email you. So, if they want to. Okay, can you tell us your email so that yes, they can reach yes. out to you? By the way, the, yes. the total title of the book, including the subheading, yes. is uh, The Mideast Messiah, mm-hmm. Cultural Insights into Christ's Life and Ministry. And mm-hmm. so my email, for the ones who feel impressed to learn more about the Mideast Jesus, yes. is my initials, P-G-S. P- P-G-S. P as in Philips. Philip. G as in what? And George. George. And S like in Saman. PGS at Southern. S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N dot E-D-U. I repeat. PGS at Southern dot E-D-U. Great. This is a great resource. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading this book and having more conversations. Thank you so much for joining us today. To be interviewed by you, and you're a very good interviewer, by the Great. way. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's very, very kind of you. And uh, for those of you who have listened to this presentation, please keep connected because we have more coming. So God bless you. And till the next time. From my side, I just wanted to encourage you to look up the episodes we've published so far around the topic of honor and shame cultures. We have several, in fact, actually a couple. They are episode numbers 33 and 34. In those episodes, Gabriella interviews Johnny Hajaj. Together, they review the connection between hospitality and the honor and shame cultures, especially in the Arab context. Friends, it is my duty and joy to remind you that next week, Thursday, September 26, 9 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, we will have a webinar. Together with Pat Gustin, we will review an important topic of storytelling for discipleship. It will also be an opportunity for you to get a glimpse of an online video course on that very same topic which we are launching at the end of this month. 
Not only it's the very first online video course we are launching, but also this webinar is going to be your opportunity to figure out for yourself whether you want to do the course or not. We encourage you, let's meet, let's look at the topic, and you can see for yourself if you can pursue the skill of storytelling further. To register for the webinar, simply go to iwm.adventist.org forward slash webinars. My name is Alex Ott. We'll be very happy to see you next week.